Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. As a business owner, you know, we wake up some days or like entrepreneurs, we wake up, we're like, we don't have to do nothing today. But it's a different feeling when you wake up and someone's like, good morning, Miss Brittany. This is what I have planned for today. And this is what we're going to do today. And, you know, this is the update that I have for you. It gives you this push. And I really think that I would not be where I am right now. I would not be having this conversation with you. I would not have been on that stage with you. I would not have been in on any stages if it had not been for hiring my first virtual assistant. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, lady, we have a very special guest today on Cultivating Her Space, so I'm just going to jump right on in, all right? Brittany Bettini is an award-winning entrepreneur, writer, and philanthropist. She helps business owners scale fast, cut costs, attract clients, and get noticed. Brittany was named the 2021 Small Business Trailblazer by Business North Carolina Magazine and has written articles for Entrepreneur and Forbes. In 2021, Brittany was nominated for the prestigious Athena Award, and most recently, she was welcomed as a member of Forbes Business Council. Y'all get into this right here, okay? In five years, Brittany went from being a poor single mom to a world-renowned business powerhouse, okay? If anyone can teach you how to go from being a nobody to a somebody, it's Brittany, okay? Brittany, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Thank you so much for having me. I always, <laughs> I just listened to your podcast about the imposter syndrome, and every yes. time I, every time I hear my bio, I feel that. But I'm, I'm working through it. <laughs> we got big well, boss um, Brittany in the house. Okay? Yes, <laughs> yes, and we are so excited to have you here, and. We are going to start with our quote of the day, which you're a big boss and your words are powerful words. And so, and we've been, you know, you met Terry ahead of time, but I was spending my time getting to do some research on you and was in your Instagram and found this quote. These are your words. These are powerful words. So our quote of the day. Your first 10,000 will come from working hard. Your first 100,000 will come from working smart. And your first million will come from hiring a team 
to work smarter and harder than you ever could alone. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back so they have a chance to pause and write this down, okay? Your first 10,000 will come from working hard. Your first 100,000 will come from working smart. And your first 1 million will come from hiring a team to work smarter and harder than you ever could alone. Brittany, big boss Brittany, those are your <laughs> words. When you hear those words and you think about what, what those words mean to you, what, what comes up? Give our listeners some context for these powerful words that are like a guiding principle. Well, first, Big Boss Brittany just got land. It landed on me. I was on a, I was on a stage speaking, and I get passionate when I start talking about my transformational journey from being the poor single mom who couldn't feed her kids to being who I am today. And a lot of, you know, female, <laughs> the stereotypical things that are put onto us as females, as moms of what we're supposed to be. And I can't remember what I was saying, but I, it just came out of me. I was like, I'm not that. I am big boss Brittany. And the just the crowd went crazy wild. <laughs> and then my mentor, he just started calling me that all the time ever since then. So I just adopted it. And I told my team, I was like, make a logo and like, let's, let's just like run with it. And so that's how Big Boss Brittany was was born, was out of just a, a moment of pure passion. And I think that that's all my businesses have been born from passion. I learned the hard way about building teams and that's where that quote came from. So yeah, just, I think everything that I do comes from a place of passion and the, the, the little anecdotes just kind of like spew out of me. I'll be in the middle of a mentorship call and I'll say something just profound. And I'll be like, oh, write that down. <laughs> Such a powerful quote. And just it's, it's facts, right? Like you hear so many successful business owners talk about delegation and working smarter, not harder. So we cannot wait to dive in with you today. I do want to say as a quick disclaimer, ladies. So Brittany and I met in Houston at King Ashley and the GOAT. We met yes. at her conference, Accelerate 180, and we're on a panel together. And Brittany also had a session at the conference as well. So we're so excited to have you here again, Brittany. And we want to dive into your origin story first before we start diving into all the gems that we know you're going to drop. So can you tell us how did you go from escaping a domestic violence situation to helping entrepreneurs scale to seven figures? It was very humbling. <laughs> I, I was never, I didn't come from a place of poverty. I didn't, I came from a very normal middle to upper class family. I was given lots of opportunities and I landed myself in a bad situation on my own bad decisions and chasing after someone I loved. And so I was just kind of at rock bottom. I was sitting in a food pantry parking lot with my two small children. At that time, they were three and four. And we went through the food pantry and they filled up our cart and then walked us out to the car, put everything in the trunk. And they had given the kids these stuffed animals. Like they were a little mini mouse stuffed animals and little Mickey mouse for my son. And they were sitting in the back seat, had no idea. They were so excited, but they got a stuffed animal. Like, you know, they were, they hadn't gotten anything cool in a while. We were so broke. And I just remember sitting there watching them in the rear view mirror as they sat in the back seat playing in their in their car seats and I was just the the tears were just that silent cry that us moms do <laughs> you guys know that <laughs> every I think every woman knows the silent cry where you're just like choking it but the tears are just rolling down your face and I just remember saying to myself in that moment I am so much better than this and it's there's nothing wrong with asking for help and, and getting services when they're needed. But I knew that that was not my, my path and that I was bound and determined for greater things. And so I made myself a promise that night that that would be the last time we would go back there. And I literally just worked myself to death. I worked at a call center where I had the opportunity to get bonuses if I, you know, collected a certain amount of funds. I learned a lot there about medical collections because I was working for a medical collections firm and I had 
probably $50,000 in medical collections myself from injuries and not having insurance and living in poverty. And so I learned a lot there. I learned a lot about sales there. And I just was like a sponge. Everything I could learn, I absorbed. And then every opportunity that presented itself, I, I just refused to say no to it. Even when I was scared, even when I knew I wasn't qualified, even though you know I didn't have the experience, I hadn't worked in a long time because I wasn't allowed to during my marriage and so, you know, then I was given the opportunity to help my parents with their janitorial company when they had a tragedy, they, their office staff kind of walked out on them. And so I just kind of saw that as a huge opportunity. And I was like, this is my chance to do something bigger. I'm going to jump in and and help and see where this goes. And then I was able to retire them for them for, from their job. And then during the pandemic, I had been running the janitorial company and I was honestly bored. I was seven months pregnant. I'm what had, I had the only thing that had helped me to survive was working. I worked all the time. I worked when I was sad. I worked when I was upset. Anytime I was going through anything, I just worked myself to death. And so I just kind of like was bored. And I was like, you know what? I found Derek Harper on the internet. And I was like, I'm going to start a credit repair company because I've learned so much about collections and credit repair. I repaired my own credit. I was finally in a better place financially. I was like, this is my next thing. This man's a genius. I'm, you know, I'm this big pregnant lady sitting in my living room, running to my husband with my laptop, like this man's going to make us millionaires. And he was like, she's on drugs. What is wrong with her? And I was like, I'm starting a new company. And so I started the credit repair company. And then again, dove in, just head down, blinders on, everything I was told to do by my mentors. I just did it. Then I started to hire teams because I was this burnout, overworked, brand new mom. I went from having, you know, a seven and eight-year-old to now having a newborn again, trying to run two separate companies. I was falling apart. And so I decided to hire teams and I started off with virtual assistants. And then again, passion struck. And I was telling everyone I knew about virtual assistants until it became a point where I was coaching other people how to use virtual assistants, how to grow their businesses rapidly, just kind of taking everything that I had learned over the last few years and helping people in a really authentic way. It didn't, I didn't mean to become a coach. I was not one of those people that was like, I see all these people making lots of money being a coach. I'm going to do that. It was, I had an overwhelming amount of people like, help me, please help me do what you're doing. I have a very similar story to yours. I'm a woman, I'm a mom, I'm drowning, I'm frustrated. And so I was like, okay, I'll start a coaching program. And that's really how it was born. Everything came from passion. It was never money driven except for that job that I had that first time. That job where I had to make that bonus in order to pay my rent. That was the only time that anything I've done in the last six years has been money driven. And ever since I was comfortable, I was like, I'm just going to follow my heart. And whatever it tells me to do, I'm going to do it without asking questions. Now, lady, you know, this is a grown woman podcast, okay? And chances are, if you're an avid listener, you know we get a little blatcha over here. We get bougie, classy, and we get ratchet. So today's sponsor should not come as a surprise. Uber Lube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-friendly ingredients. It's just silicone with a little bit of vitamin E. The vitamin E leaves a velvety finish that actually moisturizes the skin. Lube is the key to maximizing pleasure, whether alone or with a partner. And if you're going to lubricate, you want to make sure it's done with the highest quality body safe ingredients and nothing beats Uber Lube. Y'all, I didn't test this out myself. And let me tell you, it's A1, okay? It's great for all kinds of play, vaginal, oral, or anal. There's no flavor or scent. It's latex compatible, so it's safe and effective to use with condoms. And Uber Lube even works underwater, making it great for fun in pools hot tubs, the bathtub, all that good stuff, okay? Right now, Uberlube is offering Cultivating Her Space listeners a special offer, 10% off and free shipping when you use our code HERSPACE at uberlube.com. That's 10% off and free shipping. Just use code HERSPACE at U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com. All right, let's dive back in. Wow. Okay. I have lots of questions yeah. because there, as I was listening, I was like, okay, there are pieces that I want to know more about. Right. So 
first. So you mentioned at first that you were a single mom, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you were, you decided to get this job at the call center. So, and the call center was about co- medical collections and you mm-hmm. had, you had your own medical collections, right? So the, my first question is, what are some tips for folks who are having to, because I know we have some listeners who are like, I don't, yeah, I got collections folks in my inbox right now, leaving me yeah. multiple voicemails. What would you, what are some tips for how they can navigate those collection issues? One of the biggest things that I saw while working in as a collections person in medical collections was that a lot of times the statute of limitation has passed. So maybe you had insurance, but they didn't file it correctly. After a year, at least in North Carolina, every state is a little bit different, but after a certain amount of time when they can't refile, but you can prove that you had insurance, you, they have to delete the bill. Like, also, a lot of people who had yeah, a lot of people who had Medicaid or some type of government medical assistance, if it didn't get filed correctly, and they they just have to delete the bill instead of refiling it and refiling it and dragging it dragging it out. And a lot of people don't know that. Another thing is being in the credit repair industry is there are definitely errors all throughout your credit report, especially with medical collections. And a lot of times when you ask them to verify the information, they will injure their themselves by releasing HIPAA protected information. And as soon as they do that, they have to, you know, delete it off your credit report or possibly be fined or, you know, you could sue them. So medical collections. And there's a lot of new legislation that is going to help a lot of people in our country with medical collections as far as any amounts under $500, I think are going to be removed in the next you know year. I know a lot of them have already been removed. Anything with zero balance that was still reporting, but had a zero balance, maybe you paid it late, but you ended up paying it. Those have, should already be gone. So if those are still on your credit report with a zero balance, you should reach out to the credit bureau and let them know like, I know that the law states that this is not legal to be on here anymore. There's a zero balance and they will remove it. That is some good game. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and of a course. More, I was going to say a couple more follow-up questions. You, you gave so much in that, in that origin story. I'd love to know how, how do you believe that people can maximize the opportunities and the insight available at their temporary job. It may not be their final space, but maybe they're in a similar predicament as you. And they're like, okay, I'm in this job. I know this is not final. I don't want to be here forever. How can I maximize the experience here before I move on to my next Oh my gosh. I think, I think that the best training that you get as an entrepreneur is working for another entrepreneur or working for a large corporation. I, I stress to every single one of my mentees that you have to stalk. Like I'm a, I'm, when it comes to market research, I'm a FBI agent. So do that at your job. What does your employee handbook look like? What do the systems and operations, if you work at even a fast food restaurant, you can see that you know, how you make a cheeseburger is laid out to you in video, in a, a handout with pictures. If you dumb every single thing in your business down to being able, if you can read it, you can do it. And this is something I learned from Derek Harper. I always like to give back, you know, who the original creator of this thought is. But like, if, if you can read it, you can do it in my business. That's why I'm so good at delegation is because I've created the, the systems and processes and then written it all out so that anyone can take my job from me. My ultimate goal is to not work at my company. <laughs> One of them I already don't work at. So my my end game is that I want to be traveling the world with my family, enjoying my life, you know, retired like everyone else in my family is now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that the main thing you can do is just look around you. You're a lot of people are like, I'm going to go to this job. I'm going to get in here. I'm going to do what they tell me to go do and I'm going to leave. When in actuality, you should be writing down how everything works. What does the pyramid look like? Who's in charge? And then who's their superior? And mimic that when you start your own business. 
I think that the biggest thing is people are like, I'm going to start my own business. And then they stifle themselves trying to do everything themselves to the point where they can't grow or they can't make more money trying to save money. But if you look at any big business around you, there's always somebody that you can go to for help, or there's always somebody you can ask, you know, like, how do I do this? Or, you know, who's going to get who in trouble? You know what I mean? Like there's always someone else there. It's not just one person doing it alone. So much game. So, okay. You mentioned that your parents are retired, mm-hmm. that you retired your parents, right? Yeah. I have a couple of questions around that. So as entrepreneurs, we don't often, aren't often taught about like a 401k or pension or retirement plan as an entrepreneur, right? Like certain, some of us, we have a nine to five where that's a part of it, Right. But when you're running your own business, there's not often that conversation of what is it really going to look, what does a retirement plan look like for an entrepreneur? So can you talk to us, tell us how, like, what were the things that you had to do to put in place to set it up so that your parents were able to retire and so that you will be able to retire soon? So it's to be completely transparent. <laughs> it, it's not conventional. Like I don't have a retirement plan set up for them. He's my parents are on salary right now <laughs> because my dad worked his whole life. He, he started the janitorial company as a younger man. He's a hustler. He built this company out of the back of a Buick with a mop and a bucket. And it wasn't as glamorous as Cardi B makes it sound, you know, (laughs) he was literally working day and night all the time to build this company. And then he met my mom. So my dad is my stepdad. He, if you were to see a picture of him, he is a six foot seven black man. So you would understand why I'm always like telling everybody, they're like, you look just like your dad. I'm like, yeah, huh? (laughs) But he met my mom. They had gone to high school together and they got back together later in life after I had you know, gotten older and and whatnot. And when she joined the ranks, she helped him in a different area. He had always just been like, I'm going to go clean these buildings and I'm going to make money. And she had a different set of skills that she brought was marketing and PR and a lot of things that she had learned through the years, you know, from her parents who were entrepreneurs. And so they had built this beautiful company, but they, like you said, had not been taught about setting up a retirement. So I guess their end goal was they were going to either sell the company or they would put a team in place that would allow them to be retired and, you know, it would still run. And what happened was they didn't have systems and processes and the little worksheet that said who did what and how the process was done. So when they left the building, things fell apart. And that's where I came in. I put everything back together and I built the company up to a point where I'm able to pay them not to work. And I made my dad that promise whenever he gave me the opportunity to to run his company, it was between selling it or me taking over. And like I said, I saw that opportunity there and I sat him down and I was like, I promise you that if you trust me and you let me do this, you guys will never want for anything ever again. And I will take care of you until you're no, you're not here anymore. And I promised him that I would protect his brand and, you know, the reputation he had built in our community as, you know, a very influential businessman and all of that. And that's what I did. And so now, you know, he pops in, like he popped in today into the office and like poked his head around my door and I was doing a consultation for VA services and he waved and then left. And, you know, it's that level of trust and I I make sure that they have what they need and they, they really helped me a lot when I was younger. And so being able to turn around and, and give that back to them is a gift that, you know, really keeps giving. I, you know, I take my mom shopping or like we go shopping together. And she used to, when I was broke, she would take me to Walmart and like buy the kids a couple outfits or like buy me some groceries. And I really took advantage of that. I just never appreciated it. And now when I go shopping and she's with me and she sees something she likes, I'm like, you know, just get it. Come on, just put it in the cart. You know, I'm going to get that for you. And, you know, she's excited, but deep down inside of me, I'm like, yes, like, I did it. (laughs) 
That is so special. And you got us over here getting teary. Yeah, I think that because I think what you're doing, it shows people that it's so real. Like you can do this for your family. And I think that many of us have dreams of doing that for our loved ones, our our partners or our grandparents or our parents. And so to see someone actually doing it, it's like, oh, that's attainable. You know, so it's so inspiring, so amazing. But. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No we're going to dive back into this in just a second, but we want to shift up the energy a little bit, okay? We're going to go from these, you know, these are happy tears, I would say. Happy tears to a, a different type of tear, we'll say. So let's just go ahead and shift up the energy because this may have us crying too. Now, Brittany, because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie and classy and ratchet, okay? <laughs> you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music, right? So... We want to invite you to, Brittany, the OU Blatchett segment. So do you take on the challenge? Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> She's like, I'm ready. She ready. Okay. So now that you've agreed, this is what we're going to do, Brittany. So we are going to ask you three questions. We are going to share three sentence completions. And then we talked a little bit about stalking earlier. We've been looking at your social media. So we have three photos pulled up that you have not seen yet. And we want you to choose a number out of one and three and you'll choose that photo and give us more context about the photo that has been chosen oh so <laughs> she's like oh my god so one two oh or god. three yep one two or three we're gonna dive into that in the third round but first we're gonna ask yeah. you these three questions and the first question is 
what's the best piece of wisdom or advice you've ever received? It would be to leave people on red. I used to be the type of person that had to always respond. I always had to have the last word. I always had to get what I felt off of my chest. And it led me into some really dark places and with dark people and always just this cycle of going back and forth with people who didn't even deserve to have words with me. And so after my husband and I met and got together, a previous person I was dating was kind of bitter about it. And they kept sending me messages and like sending like pretty much stalking me. And so I would always be like, I'm going to get a lawyer or like saying something back. And he was like, if you will just smother that out and like never say another word, it will stop. I promise you. They love, they love the feedback. They love knowing that you're upset and that they are stopping what you're doing on a daily basis. So now it's like the moment you affect my energy level, I'm like, "Mm, okay, let me just figure out what else I can do over here because I'm not even going to respond to that. And I go back and forth with my therapist. She says there's a medium ground there. I'm like, nope, that's what we do. And my husband said, that's what we do. <laughs> we leave a few Period. Period. Okay. Husband has spoken. I love yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Boundaries. Come on. I used to have none. There were no such things as boundaries in my life. And so it's a, it's, it's not fun. Like it's still difficult. It's an exercise in restraint, but in the end of the day, it really has worked. Like, when they realize they cannot get to you anymore, like that they have no access to you, that is the ultimate hurt for them. No, it's, you know, like you can't, yeah. you can't even access me anymore. Mm. Yep. That part. <laughs> All right. So Brittany, I have four words for you. Okay. Twerk or two step. Twerk. Hey. He's <laughs> like, without a question, come on. Oh my gosh. When we were in, we went, I was had a speaking engagement at the free hive event in Miami and I got invited to like, I guess all the speakers got together at like this huge mansion and we're like having like a little get together and doing karaoke or whatever. At some point that night, there is a video of me that was all over the internet the next day, holding onto the refrigerator doors throwing that thing. I mean, just getting it. And the next day, all my mentors, so Derek Harper, Kink, all my mentors are like, yeah, you're going to be twerking today? Or I'm like, oh my God. So yeah, twerk, definitely. It's twerk. <laughs> are we twerking today or are we working today? We doing both. We doing we do both. both of them. Both, both. of them. <laughs> both. <laughs> Our third question, Brittany, that's hilarious, by the way. Third question, what's the sexiest item you own? Oh. I don't know. I got to. It's probably this pair of high heels that my husband really likes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Breaking blushing over there. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yep. That's the one. And now I'm red. Okay, so now, Brittany, we're going to move to the sentence completions. One topic or question I wish people asked me about more often is... Virtual staff. And it's new to me, so I know it will come, but it's the thing that I'm most passionate about in business. It is definitely how I built my teams. I wish more people... I I wish more business owners knew that it was even a possibility. Brittany, you are not going to believe this because our next sentence completion is, I am so passionate about virtual assistance because... That worked out well. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Because I would not be Big Boss Brittany if I didn't have even just my first virtual assistant. I have a team of 12 VAs internally right now who work on just my businesses and my brands. But it all started with one VA. Her name is Michelle. She's now the chief operations officer of my business. And oh, I wish I wish I could tell you what I have planned to do, but she's going to listen to this for sure. She changed my life forever. She was, when you come from a background of domestic violence, you don't hear a lot of people speaking 
power into you, speaking positivity, looking up to you. Like, you know, I think she was the first person that really, other than, you know, my newer, my new husband, (laughs) the, the newer model of husband before him or after him. But, you know, that's what he's supposed to do. Your partner is supposed to be supportive and, and and speak life into you. It was the first person outside of my family or, you know, my significant other that ever really like was like, okay, yes, we you are killing it. You're going to do this. We're building this together. And she really just dug her heels in and helped me build a business out and then build another business and then train every single person we hired since then. And did it at a, a an affordable rate and like just more dedicated to my business than me some days. As a business owner, you know, we wake up some days or like entrepreneurs, we wake up, we're like, we don't have to do nothing today. But it's a different feeling when you wake up and someone's like, good morning, Miss Brittany. This is what I have planned for today. And this is what we're going to do today. And, you know, this is the update that I have for you. It gives you this push And I really think that I would not be where I am right now. I would not be having this conversation with you. I would not have been on that stage with you. I would not have been in on any stages if it had not been for hiring my first virtual assistant when I couldn't afford it, when I wasn't probably ready, that I didn't know how to delegate. I was a control freak. I was like the worst candidate possible to hire somebody. And I was like, just so burnt out. I was like, it's either this or nothing, you know, it's either this or I quit. And she really helped me build an empire. And so like, that's why I'm passionate. Like everywhere I go, I'll be at a kid's birthday party. And I'm like, any entrepreneurs in here? Let me tell y'all about my girl, Mitch. Okay. And by the end of the conversation, they're all like, I need a VA. And I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I named it that. It's, you know, <laughs> let's get you one. I love that. I appreciate that knowledge. And we're going to we're going to circle back to that in a little bit. But my our final sentence completion is what I love most about myself is my perseverance, my sure will to just get up and do it again when I know there are a lot of people that wouldn't have (laughs) and my booty. (laughs) Those are my two favorites. (laughs) Come on, come on. Yes, perseverance in the booty. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Like we need to celebrate our bodies more. I love I love that you said that. Okay. So now we have our final. We have a photo, couple photos pulled up of you from Instagram. And what we want you to do, Brittany, is choose a number out of one and three, and then we will reveal that one photo for you. So what is your number? I'll choose three. Okay, let's take a look at photo number three. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, so Brittany, really quick. We have people that are only tuned into the audio. So if you can describe the photo first and then give us some context about the photo that we would not know. It's a hot photo, okay? Bad status. Come on. (laughs) Tell us about the, tell us what we're looking at and then give us context. (laughs) So I am standing in, oh, this is a good one. I'm standing in a, mansion that I rented out wearing some fabulous Fashion Nova jeans. And I'm in Miami or Fort Lauderdale for the Free Hive event, where was my really big, first big speaking event. And I was shook. Like I was scared. I was nervous. And I had, I rented out, I rented a G-Wagon. I rented out this big house. I took my whole family. I brought my nanny to watch the kids so they could enjoyed the the big nice house while I was at the event. It was really this was really a time in my life where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go all out and great things are going to come from this. And the that's where I met King Ashley Ann and look, I mean just look at what has happened just from this event. I didn't have a VA company at this event like <laughs> A lot has happened since this event. That is amazing. What? Wow. I'm glad you chose that photo. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. a good one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we appreciate you participating in our OU Blatches segment. We're going to hop back into the interview, the formal interview, and ask you a few more questions here. But we were talking a bit about the virtual staff. Can you tell us a bit about 
just why women or how women can utilize a virtual staff and business credit to save time and money. Let's just hop right on in. So with virtual staff, and especially for women, I use my virtual, so I have an executive assistant and Mitch used to be my executive assistant. She did everything for me from helping me with things in my company, but also helping me in my personal life. (sighs) Being a female, a high level female entrepreneur is hard. And for a lot of different reasons, then you add motherhood into it. It is nearly impossible. Like before I came here, I was at my office all day long. I went home. I sat with the baby while my husband took our older son to football. The baby screamed and cried the whole time because he just loves his dad instead of me. And, you know, like I was like frazzled coming back into my office. I had to have like a whole meditation session before this call because, you know, just to get myself back into entrepreneur mode. My VAs help me with everything. They they schedule doctor's appointments. They pretend to be me at PTO meetings. I swear, like send emails to other parents or like they answer my emails. Like when you ask me for pictures and stuff, or like it was not me who responds. <laughs> like they comment back on my social media. They create my social media posts. The quote that you read earlier, that beautiful piece of work there was not me. I literally spoke the quote into a Google chat to my social media manager, VA, and she created a post for me and then gave me a caption. Like it makes me look better as an entrepreneur because I'm able to be in a million places at once. Every day as women, we're like, I wish I could just clone myself. Well, I learned how to. I literally hired people and at an affordable rate. I think that's the big difference is you know, people look at hiring team members and they're like, oh, I can't afford that because they know if you try to hire your cousin who shows up late with an iced coffee, you know, it's 15, 16 to $20 an hour just to get someone to show up to do data entry or something very, you know, menial tasks. And with VAs, the cost is so much lower. And that's even with going through like an agency like mine, where we do all the work for you, like managing them and paying them and all of that. It's still half or less of what you would pay an in-person employee. And you don't even have to stand over their shoulder to see if they're working. We do that for you. It's like the cheat code. It's a cheat code for a female entrepreneur. I have a VA who orders my groceries. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, As you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories, and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, You'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black Stories, Black Truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the Rich Black Auntie. It was good. 
Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No and has them delivered to my house so that my nanny can put them away while I'm running five businesses. I could not do what I do without it. I, I There's absolutely no way. And the level of dedication and output. I have a VA who's my social media manager. She runs all the business pages. She runs my personal pages, LinkedIn, creates YouTube, does video editing. I mean, she does everything. It's a full-time job. And she had a power outage one day and I get a text message or like a Google chat message from one of the other VAs. And they're like, look at Maybell. And it's her in the back of a truck, in a bed of a truck with a generator and her laptop in her lap because her power went out. And instead of asking me for the rest of the day off, most people wouldn't even have asked. They would have just clocked out or like quit working. She was in the back of a truck creating Facebook posts for me. The level of dedication from my VAs cannot be matched. There is no one that can argue with me about it. Like, you know, I have, I have VAs who have newborn babies who are in the hospital, like on, you know, showing up in a team meeting. I'm like, what are you doing here? You know, just take the day off because I'm so used to you know, I know how it is. I have I have a janitorial company where I have a lot of in-person employees. And between the payroll taxes and the people not being reliable and the workers' comp insurance and all of the laws and regulations, it just makes it impossible for small business owners to have employees and, and be able to grow and scale. But with VAs, you cut out all of that and all those extra expenses, and you you have someone you can afford, it's it's just the cheat code. And then you add business credit so that you can pay your VA and build business credit at the same time. It's like just, <laughs> I don't even, it's just the cheat code. I literally feel like I'm in the Sims game and I have the cheat code that helps you print money. Wow. Okay. So on our podcast, we talk a lot about like taking care of ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so as you were talking about some of the lengths that your VAs were going to, to get the job done, right. How do you, and when you think about you're running five businesses, you have a husband, you have kids, you have all the things, right. Right. How do you navigate all of those things, taking care of yourself and then modeling, taking care of yourself for your employees. So one of the things that I did when we first started, I need a VA was I sat down my two team members that I had at that time had two. And I said, all right, they had worked for a company like mine before. And I said, I want to know everything you know, I was like, I want you guys to, you know, completely take off your filters. And I want to know everything you hated about where you worked. I want to know everything you didn't like, everything that you think that you deserve as an employee. And I want to incorporate that into this business. I want to build it into our pricing now so that we can scale like this. I, I want to know what it is that you need in order to stay with me forever. Because that, that was important to me. It's already like, for us, I guess we a lot of people don't understand the exchange rate and they don't understand how much a dollar is worth in the Philippines. So when you tell them how much it costs like $8 an hour to have a full-time, you know, employee, they're like, you know, what kind of witchcraft is this? But, you know, I wanted to make sure that they were still getting a better wage than anywhere else at the same time as having a good company culture, getting incentives. I give so much love 
if you if you follow me on social media, you see all I do is brag on my team. They are absolutely the most incredible people ever. And so I like to just like kudos them to death. I'm sure they're sick of me at this point. Prepare to be sick of me because I'm going to just, if you do something good, you're never going to hear the end of it because that's what I needed. I needed someone to be like, bitch, you're doing a good job. Yeah, you're doing a good job. You know what I mean? Like that's what I really needed. And so I try to give, I'm a very empathetic person and I, 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 I give love the way that I wish I got love in all things, in all relationships, including with my employees. As far as taking care of myself, that is a work in progress. But because I have this amazing team now, it does free me up to do things like that. Like I I sat myself down at the beginning of this year. I was like, all right, I retired my husband, retired my parents. My kids are good. Everybody's having the time of their lives. Everybody is taken care of. I moved my parents back home. They're in a beautiful home right down the street from their grandchildren. Everybody has what they need. It is time to stop living in survival mode and start taking care of myself. And I, I got a therapist. I started, you know, really taking care of getting my hair done, getting my nails done. Really just, I'd have a whole day off every week. Thursdays are my self-care day. And that's when I schedule my doctor's appointments. I, I never went to the doctor for five years. I never went to the doctor unless I was like, needed to be hospitalized. So I started making regular doctor's visits. I got my teeth redone. I just really started putting a focus on myself. And I hope that that catches on with anybody who is trying to build something that at some point you do have to kind of pump the brakes for a minute and start to really look, okay, everybody's taken care of. What do I need? And for me, it was therapy. I needed therapy bad after everything I had been through. And so that's my thing. I go once a week and I sit down with this amazing lady who just loves to hear about my craziness and she helps me figure it all out. And it, you know, it changes from day. So one day it's about the kids and you know what they're going through. One day it's about business stuff. And another day we dig deep into, you know, preschool Brittany and what she went through. And it's just so, I've never done anything like that before. I had this big wall built. And so, you know, I try to take care of myself as much as I can. I'm probably not perfect at it, but I'm, I'm learning and growing every single day. I try so hard to take care of my employees. If they ask me, listen, my internal team, they're spoiled rotten. Everybody in the VA world wants to work on my internal team. Cause if they ask for something, I'm like, Oh yeah, babe, you need that software. You need a new computer. Oh yeah, baby, let's get this for you. Like I, I just love to love on people, especially when they're helping me help me build a million dollar corporation, baby. You can get whatever you need, you know, like there are no, Oh, you need a new house. We're going to figure it out, baby. Let's get it done. So yeah, I try, I try to give the way that I would want people to have given to me when I was, you know, trying, when I was an employee. You are so inspiring, Brittany. I just want to Uh tell you, (laughs) you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. You are like, you are killing the game. And this is just the beginning for you just to think like you started all this in the past few years. Like this is just the beginning. So it's only up from here. I would love to know from your perspective, what are five character traits that you believe are essential when it comes to being the boss? I think that the most important thing is consistency. I have watched a lot of people who started before me that I don't even know where they are anymore. I have watched a lot of people that were doing better than me that I haven't seen them in a long time or they're in and out and they haven't had the level of success that I have because they haven't been consistent. It doesn't matter what is going on in my life personally business-wise, whatever, I show up every single day. And I do that in in most areas of my life, probably except for my doctor's office or the gym. (laughs) You can only do so much, okay? But consistency is number one, always. And persistence, just being persistent, I think. Because I get a lot of no's. I go through a lot of the same things everyone else does as far as like disappointments and no's. And I just don't dwell on them. Like, you know, this no leads me to someone else's yes. And I just move quickly. My husband says that I'm crazy because like, I just don't even think about things. He'd be like, okay, I'll be like, I'm going to read. I think we should redo this room. And then he's like, yeah, okay. Sounds good. And he thinks like maybe next month. And I literally have it done before he gets back from taking the kid to football practice. Like I've like 
been to Lowe's, got the paint. I'm in there hammering on the walls. I just, I just move. I am constantly moving. And probably a lot of that is survival (laughs) mode, but also just because I know that as long as I'm moving in some direction that I will, I will not go backwards. You know, as long as I'm moving forward in, in some way, doing something productive that I won't, I won't mess up. So that's two. I think another thing is, is resiliency. You have to be able to, now I'm a crier. Anybody who knows me knows I will shed a tear. I will, I also have anger issues. Like, you know, like I will pitch a fit, cry, and then I just get right back to it. You got to, you, you can take some downtime and get your shit back together, but you got to jump back in. You have to be resilient. You have to snap back no matter what happens because people will try to destroy you. And then if they know that, something they do or say, or, you know, will put you down for a certain amount of time, they will just keep on it until you don't get back up. So if you show them that, listen, no matter what you throw at me, I'm coming back every single time. They will leave you the hell alone. And then another thing that I would think is super important is ethics. We live in a world right now that is a very scary place to be. I'm in an industry that is a very scary place to be. The financial services industry on the internets is scary. And it is hard to keep your reputation intact when you're doing good, when you're doing right, when you're doing legally. And so I just, I stress to people that your reputation is everything in any business. One of the main reasons I'm able to open any business I want and it just automatically, you know, goes up is because it's tied to my name and people trust me and people know that I'm authentic and that my ethics are good. So no matter what I'm doing, they're safe with me. And so if you don't have business ethics, I suggest you reevaluate what you're doing immediately and, and just start incorporating ethics into your business model. And then lastly, I think the, the most important thing is, is customer service. Mm-hmm. Customer service yeah. is so important in any business that you're in. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you have a business, you have a customer and you better be good to them because okay. they're going to send people your way or they're going to tell people to go the other way. And I don't know which one you want, but I want them to send their friends. Yes, that's right. That's five. So we got consistency, persistence, resilience, ethics, and customer service. Thank you. Yes, big boss. Okay, okay. (laughs) This was so fun, Brittany. We had such a ball with you. I had so much fun. I thank you guys so much. Well, can you tell our listeners, because I know they're listening to this interview and they are like, well, okay, we want to scale our business like Big Boss Brittany has done over here. And we need to figure out how to hire virtual assistants for ourselves for all the things that we're doing in life. Where can our listeners find you? So it's real easy. I'm Brittany Bettini on all socials. So at Brittany Bettini on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I mean, all the things, YouTube. So just my first and last name. And then my website, my personal website, brittanybettini.com has links to all my businesses. So you can find my mentorship programs. You can find I Need a VA, Bettini Financial, really anything that you need help with. If it's business related, we probably do it and we'll be honored and thrilled to take care of you and, and help you scale and grow your businesses in any way that we possibly can. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you. Hey lady, it's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider.
If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I attract abundance and prosperity with ease. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.